Welcome to the first postseason edition of the Gopher Volleyball Podcast. I'm Justin Gard from KFAN Radio and the Gopher Radio Network. The Gopher Volleyball team finished the regular season with a couple of victories on the road at Rutgers and at Penn State this past weekend. They finished 23-5 and on the year, 17-3 and in the Big Ten, despite all the adversity and injuries that we've talked about with Coach McCutcheon throughout the year. 23-5, and 17-3 and in the Big Ten, and they learned Sunday night they are the overall seven seed and will host first and second round matches this weekend at Maturi Pavilion. The Gophers will play Fairfield on Friday night. If they win that match, they will advance to the second round on Saturday night and take on the winner of Creighton and Iowa State. Much to get to with the head coach, Hugh McCutcheon. We'll talk about the NCAA championships right now. Let's start, Coach, with just your overall reaction, your general reaction to the seven overall seed in the NCAA volleyball championships and hosting once again at Maturi Pavilion. What was the reaction like in the room when you found out what was going on? Uh, yeah, uh, general, generally uh, very happy with that. I thought it was, um, you know, uh, based on the body work, it seemed like a reasonable place for us to be. And, um, you know, uh, we don't control it, but, but I was happy with the outcome. I liked your comment. Um, maybe this team was okay or something along those lines. It's like, did you not sleep well last night? What, what, <laughs> usually it felt a little salty there, but I, I liked how you, uh, how you laid that out and said, you know what, we've had a pretty good year, and it feels like we're being recognized for that as well. Yeah, I mean, it was a really challenging year for, for the, t- the team in lots of different ways, but, um, you know that, that that comment was more geared towards the idea of getting a big a big road win and, and being able to play the way we played at uh, at Rec Hall on Saturday night and um, you know I think I think that mattered a lot for us. I want to talk about the the last match of the year because people kind of always point to different matches throughout the season. I know that one's been a big one for you over the years. What were you guys doing well? Uh, how did you finish the season so strongly there? Well, you know, obviously we we were healthy, so everyone was uh, able to play, or at least um, you know eligible to play. But uh, one of the things that we had, I thought, in the in the preseason and and certainly at the beginning of the of the Big Ten season was some really good offensive rhythm, uh, especially with Steph and Kai. They worked pretty well together, um, and we'd been trying to you know recreate the magic a little bit, right? Uh, you know, from uh, Iowa to to um, you know the the week of practice, and then you know uh, Steph wasn't able to play against Rutgers, but she was feeling good enough to go against against Penn State. But just to have that connection back was was huge. You know, Steph really put on a an, a, a really impressive performance. Uh, I think she hit for around 480 or 475 for the match, 20 something kills, 21 kills maybe. But um, just was carrying a big load for us, and it just you know it it, it kind of looked like how it was, you know, a couple of months ago. Yeah. So it was th- that to me was the biggest deal. It was just okay, you know, what we uh, were kind of back to where we were, which was w- what we hoped would happen. We talked a little bit about this last week, but how much did it help obviously to get Kylie back with some time left in the season to kind of put the puzzle pieces back together with that week and a half of since we last talked about yeah. it, you know, postscript, how much do you think it helped to have that time? Yeah, I think it's uh, really valuable. And and you know, I think as we said at the time, but you know, there was no guarantees that Kai was going to come in and you know be who she was or you know she hadn't sit for a couple of months you right. know what I mean so it's hard to know like what what that was going to look like um but I was just so stoked that you know she was grooving it and here's Steph doing her thing and then all of a sudden you know the the offense was clicking at a pretty good rate so as you get the announcement this weekend 
What's the process like then in terms of what your staff and you are doing to get prepared for, obviously, Fairfield on Friday night, but then if you advance, you've got the winner of Iowa State or Creighton. How do the, Creighton, how do the responsibilities kind of um, get shuffled around? Yeah, well, we, um, we get right to work, obviously, and, and uh, we have a video sharing service for the whole league, at least, at least most of the teams in the country are on it. So um, it's easy enough to access video, and uh, we start building out our plans for all three of them really um, just getting ready for for any and all eventualities how long have you coached long enough to have an appreciation for how easy it is to get video at the uh, snap of a finger now as opposed to you hear old football coaches you'd, if you were the graduate assistant you'd drive to an airport in the middle of nowhere meet a guy give him some vhs copies and fly back to wherever you were going now it seems like everything is is pretty digital. Has that has that element existed in volleyball going back to when you started coaching? Yeah, I mean it used to be pretty uh, arduous, and yeah, you were swapping tapes and and that kind of stuff, and then you were swapping drives. And uh, these days, you know, video sharing I think makes it a lot easier for everybody. There's all the video you want. If you want to look at everything, go you knock yourself out. But uh, you can see the film, you can get the data, you can do some analysis. There's lots of good things at, at our disposal now. Did you used to make mixtapes like when you were in high school with some of your favorite songs? Uh, yeah, a few, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 I did, yeah. Any off the top of your head that you remember that specifically struck with you? I'm kidding, we don't need to go down no, every no. Well, But that's yeah, what we, we used to we do. Kids now, they don't the understand. Time, yeah. It's apps and it's podcasts and it's digital. And I'm old, I'm old enough to remember the mixtape. That sure, was big. You sure. make a mixtape for someone, that's for life, man. Yeah, yeah, it was a commitment. <laughs> uh, what do we know about Fairfield? What have you learned about Fairfield? Yeah, a good team. Obviously, they can play. They're in the tournament, and uh, they've earned the right to be there. Uh, seem like they've got pretty good balance and, um, you know, some good strength at the pins. They can hit a quick every now and then. And, um, you know, I think it's one of those things where we, we talk about the fact that you've got to, you know, respect everyone at this stage uh, because there is a, a finality to all of this right. that you've got to at least – uh, be aware of so yeah we're not taking anything for granted but more importantly we talk more about kind of you know how how, how our journey you know wants uh, should progress or how we want it to end and so it was it, as much as we were going to care about Fairfield and and hopefully you know whoever we get to play on Saturday assuming we can um, we can take care of business on Friday but it's way more about us doing right by us than it is somehow spending too much energy on them you know, we'll know the plan, we'll do our best to execute it, but it's uh, really a lot about us trying to play the best volleyball we can here in December. I feel like I ask you this every year, but coaching in a one-and-done situation or performing in a one-and-done situation, you've obviously had a lot of experience in it. Does anything substantially change in how you want to approach things or how quickly you might make a change or a tweak here and there? How do you kind of navigate knowing yeah. the finality that you speak of is a, is a possibility? Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where the, the – popular narrative perhaps is to you know hey it's just like every other game or whatever and you just play it the same way but I mean it is and it isn't right I mean at the end of the day uh, there there is going to be a big moment at some point um, and there is an emotional response to that moment and, and being able to I guess respond to that response or being able to manage that moment uh, matters so we try to talk about it and and from day one you know when they're here in preseason you talk about the fact that at the end of the season, it's going to be a game of inches, and we're going to have to control the things we can down the stretch and all that stuff. So really the idea that we can control ourselves so we have a chance at controlling our performance and, and going from there. That's, you feel that's like, the thing. Is there an advantage to having an experience of going through it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, hopefully there were lessons learned over the last few years. You know, um, we've had success, and, and um, 
you know, we've gotten to the tournament and got into some big matches, and, and uh, I, I would hope that uh, people are taking some good lessons from that. I do know that for our seniors, the way they're approaching it seems to be really healthy, and, um, you know, last year, a lot of expectations, a lot of hopes and dreams, especially relative to hosting the Final Four here and all the stuff that went with that, but uh, it seems a little more uh, authentic this year in terms of like, hey, let's just kind of get in there and do our thing versus, you know, playing to this hope, this expectation right. of, of being able to do something at home. Well, I wasn't necessarily going to ask you about that, but I was curious about that. If I could sense if, that. If there was, well, <laughs> my eyebrows peaked. Yeah. But yeah. it was. I mean, we talked about it a lot last yeah. year. That was kind of the thing, that there was this external pressure yeah. that you're hosting. And obviously you had home court advantage the whole way through, had, had you followed through all of that. But so do you feel like that was something that, you know, maybe affected some things a year ago that now you don't necessarily have to deal with? Yeah, I mean, who knows what the implication of it all was. I just think it was something, it was a weight that was there, you right. know, and uh, um, this year is a little bit different for a lot of reasons, but mainly just because we've had to go through so much already. You know, I mean, last year we we had some uh, some ups and downs in the preseason, and then we, you know, we went on a streak and won 20 matches in a row or something. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, so that was – a much different narrative to, to the the ebbs and flows that we've faced this year. And and more importantly, you know, we had a pretty clear idea of the lineup last year, and, and that team was able to work its way through stuff. Uh, we didn't really have to make too many changes, and uh, and this year we've, we've had to. And um, so, yeah, I, I think the teams, the years, the, the stories have been quite different, even though the outcomes have been pretty similar. Our Gopher Volleyball podcast contract agreement states, as you keep winning, we keep talking. So oh, good. All should right. you advance through two matches this weekend <laughs> and advance to Austin, we will uh, catch up with you next week, Coach. Good luck this weekend. Sounds good, guys. Cheers. GopherSports.com for all the info about first and second round action in the NCAA championships this weekend at Maturi Pavilion. A couple of news and notes quickly as we wrap up. This year marks the 24th season. The Golden Gophers have advanced to the NCAA tournament. They've had a top 10 seed the past five years. They were the number two seed in 2015, 16, and 18, and now the seven seed in both 2017 and 2019. It's the Gophers and Fairfield on Friday night. The winner advances to take on the winner of Iowa State and Creighton. By the way, Minnesota is 22-1 and in the first round, including a 6-0 mark against head coach Hugh McCutcheon. For all ticket information, television information, all the info you need about the NCAAs, learn more at gophersports.com. As I just told the coach, as they win, you win. Because if they win a couple of matches this weekend, we'll talk to Coach McCutcheon leading up to the Austin Regional. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the volleyball, and thanks for listening, as always, to the Gopher Volleyball Podcast.